Welcome to Teachable Moments. This is Novin Hollerback here. We're going to talk about Lovecraft Country and why it bitterly fails. Let us talk about it in a very simple terms because I recently watched this video from Tail Foundry concerning Lovecraft's dreamscape mythos, as it were, the five books surrounding those particular entities, as it were. And it made me realize that Lovecraft Country gets it all wrong, is a horrible excuse for a television show. It is aspects of what continues to be the misrepresentation of representation and it makes African-Americans look bad in entertainment in all sense of the word. I want to explain it in a way that will not misconstrue the histories of Robert Howard or Mr. Lovecraft, but to showcase certain things in a context that has been rarely used, but need to be used in a sense where everything comes together in a package to showcase why a lot of the plot is missing. And all of these representational shows, representational aspects, representational slogans. One particular point that Obama made, which a lot of people are now disagreeing with because it is a part of the mantra of the slogan, while all of these slogans are going to fail. Let us put this in very simple terms when it comes to Lovecraft Country and shows like it. They come from a place that is not too dissimilar to what was once called gothic reimagining Neo-paganism reimagining, neo-wiccan reimagining, pretty much the feminist treaties of cultural retellings of myths in the feminized or the feministic treaties that everything was good when the matriarchy was ruling the place. Batman came, made a deal with the devil, which is whatever masculine evil they put up with. And then everyone lost the path. And then only proved good women that teach mankind or humankind, as it were, the benefits of matriarchy, all things, for all seasons, 
We will have a final battle. The goddess will be reborn and all the rest of it. When we do the truth episode on the 28th of January 2021, I will explain why all of this is wrong. But we're explaining a little bit here. And in that particular treatise, they tried to turn Lovecraft and weird fiction into something of the nature of looking for a goddess, looking for the Superman, looking for the whole nine yards, Carol Christ, the whole nine yards, and the Sonnenberg, I mean, uh, uh, Sandberg's BS concerning um, Instagram and Wozniowski's bullshit about Twitter and how she uses the Paul brothers in her machinations, as it were. Whatever the Paul brothers say is considered to be sexy, all women should consider to be sexy. Where all men consider, where all the Paul brothers consider to be, they, they have made them into taste manufacturers of a kind, the Paul brothers. But that's not where we're going with this. I want to focus on something very interesting in the lives of both Lovecraft and both Mr. Howard. That's Robert Howard, the creator of Conan. One of the things that they mentioned is that in many sense, in many senses, they could, the way they treated other people wrong in the early parts of their correspondences pro-KKK this then the other thing they talked about their stories and all the rest of it but as both men started to travel around the country and around the world their biases started to change so a lessened Racism, which is still horrible, but not as xenophobic and as crazed as in the earlier years. What changed for Mr. Howard was Jack Johnson. What changed for Lovecraft was as he got older, as he got richer, somewhat, as he began to see how other people live, he began to realize that his way of thinking in the past was ultimately going to be his undoing. And in certain ways, as we see now, posthumously, it was that way. Mikhail Hollerbeck, which David Hollerbeck is named after, had a book about Lovecraft and his stories and the connection with sexuality. And it's some of the most beautiful works outside of Lovecraft that deals with Lovecraft that talks about these particular things. You should go read that book because what I'm about to say here is connected to we're going to talk about in the future with the future um the future specials that we're planning to do for religion in the red pill 
based on Rollo Tomasi's book, Religion and the Red Pill. The way that the way that I see Lovecraft and Lovecraft Country is that the author's history has to be a part of the story ultimately that that fear that is inherent in those stories especially with the Cthulhu story in particular in the mountains of madness that has to be played up as it is and not what Lovecraft country tries to espouse otherwise it is a detriment to the african-american community who especially in the acting world to dismiss the xenophobia and to disallow that xenophobia and the racism that is in there that is apparent in the majority of his books. One aspect that has destroyed any semblance of recovery and any semblance of gaining back any sort of respect with what we consider chitlin circuit, though African-American works and all these other things why black lightning was able to become successful on the merits of its works is that they played up and they made new excuses for the things that are happening in the black community as it happened And as it is, and they were able through the first, maybe from episode 11 to the day they made the crossover happen, they were able to have a fantastically interesting series that was able to do some things that a lot of other stories did not want to do or could not do. Now that left a lot of folks a bit perplexed, but I can make it very simple, make it very easy for you. And one of the reasons why I deeply, deeply enjoy the Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan movie. James Earl Jones is the bad guy. Why I have never, why, while I do not like George Martin 
handles his books in the sense of, oh, this is leftism, this, that, the other thing. It is the way he handled the Khaleesi in both the book and the way it was handled in the good parts of Game of Thrones. That said, this dude gets it. Whether you like the intonations and saying, oh, he don't like Tolkien, Tolkien was being bull, was bullshitting and all the rest of it. Fine. Get him on all those, those they, they have merit if you are anti him because he doesn't understand story structure there. But when it came to certain aspects of his story, he got it. He was unfiltered. This is ultimately the saving grace. One of the saving grace. Actually, the second saving grace. Of. Which is connected to the first one, which Michael Tessarian absolutely got perfectly. About that Conan movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. But I put a second, second one there. Is that. James Earl Jones. If we're looking good throughout the historical film narrative, at the time that movie came out, we were at the very tail end of the whole shaft era, where we were at the very tail end of the first woke era that started in 1971. We were at the tail end of it. You want to know how beautiful those last few scenes were? And the way those scenes ended? You want to know how beautiful it is? You have to understand that this dude was being propped up. Propped up by the failures that were all around him. The failures of the of the cities all around them and all the rest of these things not able to fight against him. The failures. The fact that it took this Sumerian Conan to defeat him with some help, of course. And the adventure to go through in order to defeat this person who was basically propped up from the failures of every around him is not only so beautiful in the way that how minorities are used as shields in order to prop up an evil that needs to be destroyed. 
period in the discussion. And the fact that Tosla Doom was based on this tempo of set and half of it was based on Jim Jones, which gave it an air of current events at the time, even though the movie came out in 1982. And the way it was handled and the way it was shown showcased how beautiful that movie was, how perfectly succinct it was. That society failed around you and the cult leader who said he will bring the nations together, the nations in harmony, turns out to be much worse. than it actually is. It is through that we go to Day Live in the seven-minute fight scene in order to wake people up from their somber, as it were. Yes, he beats up a black guy because the black guy doesn't believe him. He thinks he is blind to it. But this movie, bless Roddy Roddy Piper, this movie showcases how everything is used to destroy you. Now, this was an anti-Reagan treaties, ultimately, but... In the real sense, it was an anti-treaties against a lot of the things the left were going to have to face once they get back into power. And ultimately thinking that they could make China, rise China up, try to end communism, which was their full goal, or may have been, may, it may not have been their full goal, it may have been to revive it, maybe, but their goal to try to stop or mitigate communism in that country instead of fixing the other problems that were starting to fester in ours. To showcase that minority groups can be used as a form of a crux in order to placate and satisfy things, to satisfy ideologies that will continue to fail from Charles Fournier's introduction to socialism, the whole feminism thing, which is connected to this whole Coventry laws that they used to have. They wanted an expansion of the Coventry laws. I will explain that in the future on the specials that we're planning. All of it comes back to those things about how other men use other men to get where they want instead of every man 
is his own master. The issue is, do we serve a society that does not want to respect us? Or do we serve our fellow man as a man in order to better a situation, to solve a problem, to keep the community and to keep humanity, mankind flowing in a direction that will bring success even if it is not a popular success, even if it's not a success that will bring wealth, even if it is a success that ultimately will interfere in other people's, not necessarily other people's day, but other people's anxieties in order to placate their anxieties and make sure that it doesn't affect the rest of everybody there, uh, the rest of the community or themselves or other people that live in that community as well. Lovecraft Country does not answer all of these questions. Lovecraft Country is a sloganeering show. Just like a lot of those shows on Comedy Central are sloganeering shows. They want to have slogan-based shows. You can call them propaganda if you wish, but they want sloganeering shows and they want you to watch them. This is the whole concept of the EI laws that were put placed in 1990. It was a form of sloganeering, a propaganda, and a whole lot of it. And it has been expanded and it will continue to expand. We have to reconcile this fact truly that there is racism. There is bigotry. Let me make that clear. But the way we, the way bigotry is seen in this country in particular is seen through the lens of what women see bigotry is. This does not deny nor excuse the behavior of those who are of the minority against the minorities, majority against the minorities, excuse me. This does not excuse anybody's behavior, but the way it is now used is to continue a gynocentric order that is detrimental to the future of every single man of any single race all over the world, regardless of whether 
it is seen in a positive or negative. I'm explaining in this way. All of the slogans from Black Lives Matter, what the Cartoon Network has done for the last several years, what Nickelodeon has done for the last several years, all of it have been sloganeering, which Obama, because he is of an above average intelligence, has seen and has given the devil his due correctly ascertain one aspect is that we had an incident that happened in the Champions League with Demba Ba who called out a referee for having done such ads towards his coach not the manager, the fit, not the fitness coach, not the physio, but one of the coaches there for the team that he plays for when he fought, when they were playing against Paris Saint-Germain. When Paris Saint-Germain and the other team, Iskander, found out about the fourth referee, causing the incident. They both left the field and they did not want to play. UEFA is going to continue to do an investigation about this. They usually handle these particular issues concerning with racism in very simple terms. It's over. They did it with Chelsea years ago. This is not a game and they know it. But sloganeering, especially at this particular time, is a very dangerous game to play. There has to be actions that come with this. There has to be concrete, decisive actions in order to treat people with respect. Banning people from the internet is not going to do it. Taking away the truth about human failings is not going to solve the problem. Hiding the failings and creating a false one season world of quote unquote moist heroes, moist black male heroes, such in love, such as in Lovecraft Country in many other places is not going to solve these problems. Denying such respect for Luke Cage in this series that Netflix used to air for all of these particular shows is not going to solve the problems. Denying any sort of any type of non-leftist black leadership where if it's Walter Williams or the like, is not going to solve the problem of stopping racism. In fact, it has acerbated racism in both the left and the right. Because the jokes that I see on the left 
more. No, no, no. The jokes I see on the alt right and the bullshit I see from the alt left, they're one and the same creature. Roll Tomasi figured this out. The one and the same creature. They ultimately disallow any sort of agency for men and give agency, most importantly, sexual agency and excuses for same for all other races of females all over the world, which has been detrimental not only to the societies each of the women live in, but has been detrimental to the societies each of the men have lived in in ways we will begin to see in the future. And some of it you have already or seen with the recent incident with the VTubers that have recently just happened. The jokes has been on us, folks. It will take individuals, not a slogan, not a statement, not a movement, not government intervention, not social media intervention, not in intervention between the communities and leaders, between video games and entertainment, not inclusion riders, not even representation without ownership. None of it is going to solve that problem. It is going to take an individual to say, I will stop being, and I will stop living, and I will stop acting in the way I have acted towards other men, between men and men, between other men, because it becomes apparent to everyone here. And I think we are going to open this door and it's going to, when this door opens, we're going to see some very ugly shit, but in that there is beauty in it. We're going to open the door and we're going to open the door to the fact that we can, as men, respect people's differences, that we have common realities that we need to solve as men. This is how on this is what I'm going to say and people are not going to like it. And a lot of people may think I'm being crazy about it. But I want y'all to think about it in this direction. Could the red praxis Rollo Tomasi, Pook, Dalrock many other groups, Donovan Sharp, and many others, without giving away the frame to leftist ideology or feminist ideology or the gynocentric order. 
will be able to end and be able to reconcile racist attitudes and racist behaviors between all the races of the world. Will they be the ones to end that bullshit? Just by stating the truth about how black men are seen and how black men are used in this country. And how we can it how it needs to be exposed as such. Donovan Sharp does it a little bit better than Joe Williams does and others because Joe Williams still tracks towards um goddess worship into in terms but in certain ways they have similar ideas could it be that lovecraft country did everything about lovecraft a disservice especially explaining his racism Not only the actors, but the directors, HBO Max, the whole nine yards. Did they do a disservice by just explaining his racism in the way a modern leftist intelligentsia academic explains his racism? Which is pretty much bread tubers such as overly simplistic productions. Explain the way his racism. Because I think it is time to recognize the facts of the matter. People can change. Men can change. Not fully, not completely, but they can change. This is not to excuse a man's behavior. This is not to excuse a man's way of seeing the world. But you now have to realize why the fear was there. And the thing that made Conan the Barbarian 1982 work, the thing that made this, they live work. The thing that made all all those move, the thing that made Escape from New York work. was the use and the transmogrification of all of the liberals' hopes and dreams. 
of controlling, if you want to put it that way, the movement of the African-American way of life in this country to a glory day of freedom and utopia and ultimately will not come. Ultima Doom was based on two parts. Jones, Jim Jones, but the most important part, one of the most important parts was Jim Jones. We know how that ended up. We see it in the books of V.S. Nashapal, which talked about colonization after the British Empire moved away from such. More sexual liberation for the leftists in those areas as they go back, go to India for the look for adventure and uh, uh, sexual mores lessened if you want to put put it, put, put it in that particular sense. Now, they can be more racist than the conservative whites, farmers that stayed in places like South Africa and Zimbabwe. That the third world is no, is no perfect place, but the liberals see it as some sort of glory land. The conservative sees it as a way of survival. Instead of the Quitstokian ideas that a lot of liberals have, a lot of liberals connected to minority groups all over the world have. And the reasons obvious, truthful, and honest about Lovecraft, about Howard, when it comes to the dreamscape, as it were, can it be? Can we even imagine? Can we have a little bit of a space, mind you? Not necessarily going into a man's psyche. We can't do that fully. It's not even possible to. And if it was possible to, there will be humongous problems with such. Going into another person's consciousness in that particular sense, or expelling that consciousness out into the world. Mind you. But can we do it? Can we have a space? Can there be a space? just like these authors have done of explaining aspects of certain personal natures, certain personal quirks, 
just a little bit, not everything, of the anxiety of the foolishness that is within all human souls. Of the excuses that women have when they go out and be with 30 men within a month. The excuses men have for simping for these particular women that do do 30 men a month. The excuses for the lying, cheating, and obfuscation to prop up something that shouldn't be propped up. Can we have a little bit of understanding of a space in this dreamscape on how such things could exist and faster? and ultimately bring about the tragedies that we see in front of our faces concerning woke culture, the plans they want to do for all these children, the plans they want to do for everything, the dismissal of all the shocking evidence that has come about in recent months and days and weeks. Can there be a space to turn all of their fears into some sort of journal, some sort of story, some sort of thing that they can actually face themselves for maybe the first time in their lives. Can they face themselves for the first time in their lives and say, this is it? Or is journal is journaling all of this not good enough? Do we have to do some of our friends unfortunately, sadly, have to see the world as it is because they refuse to face the world as is. And ultimately, we're going to lose them via suicide and the like because they refuse to get over themselves. because I'm making this real simple, folks. I'm gonna put it in very simple terms. Folks, the way out of our problems 
the way out of the bullshit is not continuing to call every single aspect that has no evidence and no background in evidence. A racial sex based attack on people when actual racism and actual sexism is being done on those that are supposedly going to be the elites of the West. Not only in entertainment, but in politics and in all other aspects of our human existence as well. I think a matriarchy, as they wish to planet, a gynocentric order, as they wish to planet, is going to lead us into disasters that you cannot possibly imagine because they come from men that have never had any sort of desire, any sort of desire from a female. And that it's not about even control of another human being. But it has become apparent to me that to stop the racism all over the world and to stop the sexism all over the world may be two simple things. And they both have to do with seeing the world through feminine eyes. For the latter, we have to stop chasing pussy and putting pussy on the pedestal. The sec, the platformer, it's not as easy. We have to see ultimately that in every single culture, there will be blind spots. And it may take other men of other cultures to fix the blind spot. In a meritoric way of thinking. You never know what's going to happen. You never know who you're going to meet. Ultimately, it is time for the betterment of our future as men to travel the world. I mean, literally, physically get up and travel the world. It is because of this 
that things started to change for Mr. Lovecraft. The way that Jack Johnson was treated started to change things for Mr. Howard. I believe that our greatest disaster that we have befall on, especially on a lot of white folks, is that they are living through the same color glass lenses. Michael Tessarian, no, 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 no. Rollo Tomasi has said this. Others have said this with intersexual dynamics. It is true with every other aspect of life. Once they begin to see the same problems in every single community, racism stops. Racism gets mitigated. Racism ultimately is not a barrier or a millstone on the next of the minorities that live in each Western state. In fact, with this openness, they begin to see that we cannot, that racism is ultimately a feminine construct. A feminized construct that was one of the reasons the civil rights movement became a legitimate force, which you then, the feminine construct, used to better its own situation. Which means they went a roundabout way, which means to be fair to all the feminists out there, they said they fought with the civil rights movement and that to be fair. And it also means that old woman that we keep seeing all over the place. Feminism caused the death of the young man back in 1954. Feminism then also later on caused the death of the civil rights movement by the 1970s. And now feminism or the gynocentric order is about to put the coup de grace on African-American men in this country and the rest of the world by taking away his paternity and giving it into the state so he can push him down back to the plantation. A digital one, mind you, but a plantation all the same. Could it be that Lovecraft was warning us about Cthulhu swimming left? The deaf, dumb, and blind God? And the God of time and space hidden within the cellar in a woodshed? 
colors that have never been seen on this earth. Was he warning about all of this? Horror writer, to be sure. But the real horror was that his prophecy via the Lovecraft country has come to fruition and they played right into the author's hands. It is a sham and a shame. But that is what leftism does. It obfuscates the truth and promise you a whiff of lemonade in the seas with no more fish, whales, and the things that make the sea the sea. But are you willing to escape to this dreamscape and finally find the very thing, to finally find the very thing, the very anxiety that causes you to think that you're the hero of your own story, of the leftist great utopian vision, but instead to become a foot soldier and the unwilling villain in stooge of this globalist enterprise with a goddess they call love and are all villains in the reality of God's grace. Something to think about on teachable moments. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and wherever you get your radio shows. This is Novid Hollerback. Beyond this earth is available every week and on those same places that I just mentioned. We will see you guys next time on Teachable Moments. Take care, and we will see you folks soon.